1: To go up on the top of the Duomo and and uh, and check it out. Hey, well,
0: I will try to do that. Hey, Tommy Kerrigan, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good,
0: good. Uh, thank you for joining. Um, it, this has got to be the most exciting thing in your in your day, easily. A hundred percent.
2: I know. I mean, I got up and cleaned my apartment, and went to the gym. There's not really anything else going on, man. Of, of course, it is. It's a hundred percent the most exciting part of my day. and the most exciting part of my day is waking up and putting nasal spray and because my allergies is so bad yeah this is absolutely the best part of my day
0: okay well have you had any exciting interviews this week
2: um this past week i had on joe flynn uh general flynn's brother that one was cool he's gonna come back on let me i don't know i kind of i kind of um yesterday i had on uh uh ron moeller who's a former uh, CIA special activities division guy. He's running, he was involved in like a uh, continuity of government planning and like the 80s and stuff. And he's been in, t- he's been at like Raven rock and he helped plan a lot of the, uh, the, the psyops, not like psychological warfare, but S I O P S. And it was for the, uh, the nuclear attack plans and the cold war and stuff. So that guy was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I only did a couple this week. I've been extremely sick this whole week, but nobody gives a shit about me. How are you guys doing? I'm,
1: I'm doing I'm doing great. It, it's uh it's be it's a beautiful day here in Southern California.
2: Oh, oh I forgot. Well, yeah, you're in you're in SoCal. Forgot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's still a little cold there in in uh, Italy, right? In Milan? Yeah, it's a little cold. I had to
0: wear, wear a jacket today. Um, but uh, but we're hoping for better weather. Um you know, I want the coronavirus to come out. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, the Larco bunting. You know, if you're a photographer, you know, there's certain weather conditions where the, the bird of paradise will come out if it's perfect conditions. And I want the the people who were affected by coronavirus in September of 2019, I, I'm hoping for perfect <laughs> conditions tomorrow that I can, I can meet well, them all. Well, if you don't get them... Milan
1: also famously has the the most beautiful, and I believe the first indoor shopping mall in the world, which is the Galleria, which is just on the left side of the Duomo there. So if you're standing in front of the Duomo looking at it, it's on the left side there. And that's a fantastic place to just go hang out too. and it's all covered. So if the weather is bad, it's, it's a nice place to go.
0: This is one of those things where I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Bologna, and I know you have a good a lot of bologna stories. I
1: have, I have bologna stories, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so this is like when you say, you know, where somebody has like eight minutes left to at Disneyland on their pass, you know, mm-hmm. o'clock, and you say, and if you don't go to this thing.
1: Okay. So you... in between bologna and Milan on the train, if you don't take the express train is Parma. Yeah. and And you can stop and you can actually get Parmesan cheese from Parma. <laughs> and I've done that. And so, good,
0: um, not that you can't buy it in Milan or Bologna, because they, they sell it in Milan and Bologna. There's too. something about Parma cheese in Parma, yeah, Parmesan cheese, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, uh, yeah, Happy
2: Mother's oh, yeah, Day, happy all the moms out
1: there. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I'll try to make a long story short. Uh, I had a good buddy uh, in Los Angeles, and he met this girl. Uh, who was taking, an Italian girl who was taking language classes at UCLA, and she fell in love with him. And he convinced her that she should be a model. And he got Bruce Weber to take pictures of her uh, and put her in a Calvin Klein campaign. And her parents were furious. And we didn't exactly understand why her parents were furious. But she moved, she went back to Italy because she was just here for the summer. And she found out that I was moving to Italy. And when I, when I, uh, told her that I was coming. She goes, Oh, when you get here, you're going to be jet lagged. Why don't you come stay at my family's house? We have lots of, um, we have, we have extra rooms. It's not a problem and you'll be jet lagged anyway. So just get on the train when you land at Malpensa and come down to Bologna and, and stay at my house until you're not, uh, uh, jet lagged anymore. Cause she was in love with this guy and I was his best friend. So, um, Anyway, I take the train, I go down to Bologna and these three beautiful women uh, pick me up in their Fiat Panda, which is like the smallest, the only thing smaller than a Panda is like a Cinquanta Fiat 500, which is a tiny little car. And I jump into this car with these three girls and they drive me back to this villa. (laughs) And Because her grandmother is the Baroness of Bologna and her father has converted the stable that used to hold 24 horses into uh and and not only did it have 24 horses but it was also the lodging for all of the people who took care of the horses so it was like I don't know 12,000 square feet 15,000 square foot house it had servants it had you know a, a housekeeper and a chef and a butler and um they gave me my own room <laughs> and it was like uh it was like wow um i i uh it, like in the United States, you don't think uh, you don't see royalty right you don't you don't see that stuff, but like when you when somebody invites you over to their house and they say they've got extra rooms and it turns out they're royalty it pretty interesting it was kind of I, I I had a very, very pleasant
0: uh experience there. It was great. well, I was just going to say this kind of sounds like the Tommy Kerrigan story. You know uh, with the three girls the sports car the George diamond. has
2: this delusional idea that women throw themselves at me he has this <laughs> like romanticized idea that I don't just do podcasts from a solo bedroom in the middle of nowhere <laughs> well it's 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 fun to dream I mean'll I'll feed into the image if it, if it helps grow the podcast I'll, I'll prop up the image that you know everything's everything's good in Camelot or you know, it's like the idea, yeah, the idea that the White House with the Kennedys was Camelot, not that JFK was, you know, addicted to back pills and cheating on his wife six days a week. Just prop up the image of it's Camelot, not just absolute and utter chaos and an abomination to all that is holy.
0: Well, you know, Jackie did, <laughs> I, I, I know for a fact, ask for the sheets to be t- uh, changed twice a day in the Lincoln bedroom. And I can't help but think. It was because of Jack Kennedy's extracurricular activity. I, I like
2: to think that Jackie had Jack killed. It's no one ever thinks CIA. It was the mob. It was the Cubans. It was the Soviets. It was uh, It was the 357 in her purse. Uh huh. Yeah. No one ever looks at that. It was her. <laughs> she was crawling on the back of the thing to go pick up the shell casings. That's what it was. Jackie, You know,
0: there's, there's this missing flames.
2: Yes. It was a brutal film.
0: You know, if you if you go back and you splice those in from Time Magazine and Jackie, that
2: Jackie put the three, whoop, she put the three fifty seven right under her arm and just <laughs> and just pow, boom, back into the left, and that's what it was. That's what you <laughs> get, you cheating bastard. Yeah, and then she yeah. goes off and lives with uh, Onassis. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. After
1: she gave Dan Rather a bag of cash.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kaboom! That's what it is. It all goes back to Jack Kennedy.
0: So that only leaves us one other conspiracy, and that's the, the root cause of COVID-19. And um, that's reductio ad absurdum. But, you know, hey, if the Minister of Information can do it, I can do it too, right? Just say, well, you know, now that we've solved that one, the only other thing is the story I'm working with. Well,
2: still 9-11. Yeah, we got to figure that one out. Oh, that's
0: going to be the blackberries again. It's always the blackberries. Is,
2: is, uh, am I like, am I getting suckered into a low hanging, low hanging fruit conspiracy about, uh, all those food processing plants being destroyed? Am I getting sucked into some QAnon shit? Cause I love conspiracies. And because of that, I kind of have to stay somewhat like aware of my insobriety in and that I get intoxicated by conspiracies. I just love them. And, what do y'all think about that? The fact, there's been like however many food pro I mean, are we witnessing the uh, a government engineered famine, or is that some like, is that way off? Because I also remember in 2012 them saying like Jade Helm, like everyone's going to be in FEMA camps in eight months, and then like it. But it's been a decade, and no one's in the FEMA camps.
1: Well, um, I have some facts I could throw at you. Ice Age Farmer has been. Uh, uh, documenting all of the food, uh, uh, catastrophes that are happening right now. And, uh, so if you want to go look at a map and, okay. you know, click, click on things and see the dates and, you know, what happened, uh, he's got them all kind of documented here. And I think that little new pins, uh, there was a Walmart distribution center like
2: two, two or three or, days ago.
1: Yeah. that you know, um, uh, so he th- okay so here's 300,000 chickens killed at the Vandy Bunt, Bunti Poultry Farm in Oswego, Michigan. It, the the network news studio guys could go check that out, right? Um, uh Royal Grain Elevator explosion, uh 400,000 chickens uh perish in Bloomfield uh Northeast Poultry Plant
2: fire. I'm most uh, I'm most concerned about like uh when they kill off animals because that does happen
1: well um, i know that in iowa last month four and a half million chickens they gave a pcr test for uh for avian flu and then they killed three and a half million chickens and instead of reopening the plant they laid off the 160 workers that was also all reported on the the two good sources for that are ice age farmer and uh and uh, organic prepper the uh um, yeah, this is this is the uh, Ice Age Farmer mostly does videos about it, but I can pull up the article on the um, organic pepper also while you while you
0: riff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm speaking out of turn because it's absolutely not like my field of expertise, but I'm less concerned with like the killing off of animals because although that's suspect, it does happen like it, it does happen a lot. Um, it's the burning down of the food processing plants. Right. That's what gets me. Yep. George.
0: Well, uh, I haven't really followed the story because I'm, I'm still doing the coronavirus thing, but um, sometimes I think, you know, it's not the government, you know, I only need, if I'm like doing disruption and I'm George Soros, I only need like eight guys that didn't do well in high school algebra Right, that aren't going to college this year. Um, and I only need to show them, like, how to use a lighter and, uh, you know, a stick of C4. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, and, or whatever and to put it on the right burner or boiler or whatever. And did you see the size of that fire at, at Indianapolis Walmart? Yeah. I mean, it was-
2: I mean, that's, again, that's what's getting me is,
1: At the beginning of Corona, one of the Amazon distribution centers in California burned to the ground, too.
2: Yeah, but, like, some of these, I mean, some of these fires, though, I mean, this is stuff you'd expect at, like, you know, like, 1910 buildings. Like, these things are built with insulation and, like, massive uh, sprinkler systems and fire detection systems. And these things are all just going up. And and no one knows. No one. It just keeps happening. And it's it's just one of the things where it's like, well, I guess this is a thing that happens and we're just kind of walking into it. Like, well, you know, I suppose Saddam does have weapons of mass destruction. And it's like, we're just walking on into this. Just no one cares.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, James Corbett also started playing a game. Um, and ev- everybody watching can can play along with this game is that every time one of these, uh, big, uh, uh, food distribution companies uh, gets hacked and there is a, a a shutdown of the of the uh, supply chain based on some kind of hack of a food supply uh, system invariably these big giant food companies are members of the world economic forum he calls it one degree of world economic forum <laughs> so <laughs> so and and actually that's a great game to play uh, if if you take uh, any business that's having that's like a giant business that's having some kind of catastrophic problem right now, and then you do the famous George Webb compound search with World Economic Forum or WEF. They're almost without exception; uh, they they are like this. They are connected with World Economic Forum, so it may just be you know uh, you know self
0: inflicted uh, denial of service. Uh, uh, and, and also remember, they just bought the insurance, and they and and. They went overboard buying insurance, right? Right. Yeah, yeah so. there were
1: two vice presidents that were both negotiating different deals at the same time, and they didn't know that the other vice president was negotiating the deal, so uh, somehow they were, accidentally they were double insured or triple insured, you know? Uh, Silverman uh, building, yeah. Silverman I
2: mean, like
0: seven, you know? I mean, right, like, exactly.
2: there's there's got to be a thing now, though, where... If you're working at a food processing plant, I mean, even if you don't believe in a conspiracy, you've gotta start going, Hey, there's a pat who let's let's play complete brain dead devil's advocate. Maybe there's something in the processing I don't know, the, the, the processing process that they haven't worked out before and It's something where, like, they find out baby powder is dangerous 20 years later or that, you know, cigarettes are Maybe there's something, regardless of what it is, whether it's engineered by Klaus and the boys or whether it's just it really is a natural phenomenon. Regardless of what it is, if that's your company, you got to be like, hey, maybe let's just uh Let's do a once over of uh, some fire drills and make sure all the sprinkler systems work, right? I mean, or are you just working there going, it's just like a game of Battleship, like E4. Like, huh, oh, the one across town burned down today. It wasn't us, boys. Like, no, if that's your company, even if you're just the manager, some part of you is like, uh, I don't know. Just maybe put up another security camera. Just something's going on.
1: You yeah, mean, but the security cameras, whenever when, – when, when, the, when the going gets tough, the security cameras go down.
2: Oh, well, of course. Those are the first <laughs> things that go. It's like women <laughs> and children first. It's the security cameras stay on the ship, and they're like, I'm going down with it, boys. Shooting, explosion, plane hitting the Pentagon. Security cameras are the first out. They're just like, got to roll. Okay. I,
0: I, but there was actually a hacking uh, – uh, You know, they give them names uh, – hacking algorithm – to take out the security cameras before any op at CIA. And it was called a Dumbo Drop. And Dumbo Drop would drop all the cameras, and then you would go do the op. I don't know how I know that, but it's uh, I, it's been done. And uh, I think I know that because the... Is it because Walt Disney was the first person to learn how to knock out security cameras? <laughs> no, it was uh, it goes back to that stupid Las Vegas shooting. And um, they had a. It's only stupid if you didn't get shot. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. This, uh, this well, wonky I just think massacre. I it's stupid to talk about it for three years. You know, it, it's not like it's not like coronavirus. The most important thing that kills five million people, that affects the world, shuts down the world, and is a part of the great reset that's going to affect all of our, our lives for the rest of our lives. You know, the Las Vegas shooting is horrible. But it was, what, three years ago, four years ago, and it affected a limited number of people. Um, But you have people doing show after show after show after show. Um, I don't know. Maybe the food plant thing will fall into the same category. Maybe not. I did a couple of food plant stories in 2017 where there was these girls that were murdered. Um, so you just wonder, is this cleanup on aisle seven for the DNA? Um, because they had been kind of being used as safe houses or safe work havens. You know, it's like when you go to a slaughter pen, you know, a slaughterhouse, a rendering yard, nobody asks you for your passport. Nobody says, Hey, you know, tell me about yourself. You know, nobody goes through a formal (laughs) interview process. They say, are you good with a machete? Yeah. <laughs> they just say, Here, go. And and, and if you last till the end of the day, they go, Hey, this one might make it to the end of the week, Bob. You know, there is no formal vetting process here at these slaughterhouses, okay? And um that's why they make great uh intake centers for immigrants. And so so the theory that I was working on, um, and I I went out to a couple of the plants uh, where these murders were, um, uh, there seemed to be a lot of people coming and going with nobody asking any questions, and there was a lot of DNA coming and going. So you just wonder if this is kind of a a trope or a method they've been using to bring in Operatives from overseas, and now they're like, "Oops, somebody figured it out. Let's burn it down." But all wasn't it John Sullivan that said, "Let's burn this." The, the, burn the ship. Yeah, sugar.
1: Wh- 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 wasn't Judith Berry ba- Baker and uh, and Lee Harvey Oswald? They were working at a coffee importing company or something like that. O'Reilly's in O'Reilly's Coffee
0: in, right. in New Orleans, you know, it was like <laughs> O'Reilly's Coffee, and uh, you know, otherwise, if you spent too much time down at the dock. After coffee hours, people would start talking. But if you work for O'Reilly Coffee down there at the Port of New Orleans, all bets are off, right? So
1: slaughterhouses are like coffee importers, like, like yeah, yeah. And, and I've told I've told this story before, but you know, I was driving my daughter to school a couple of years ago, and she, we were passing the fifteenth, going out a business rug store that had been there for twenty years, and. Uh, and, and she looked at me and she said, Dad, is it safe to assume that any business that doesn't actually really make sense is actually a money laundry? And I, I thought, this is my proudest moment as a father. You know, yeah. my, do- my daughter kind of connected these dots this way.
0: <laughs> you, 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 you've, you've succeeded. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Tommy, who else on the show? Uh, you, the Pope? I mean, you, you interview a lot of people. You get a lot of great interviews. Fuck the Pope.
2: He can't come on. Um, again, and you wouldn't have him on? Oh, I'd have him on. I'd absolutely yeah. have him on. I'd kiss his ass. What are you talking about? Of course I would. <laughs> I, I tried to get Anthony Fauci on. The secretary said no. Okay. I wasn't going to ambush him. I wasn't going to have Dr. Malone pop up out of nowhere, although that would have been great. Um, Maybe Peter McCullough. Have McCullough pop on, start yeah. boxing him. No. Um, now I'm still just kind of focused on, like, the food plants. It's just... I mean, is this like, is this something we're just, I'm just hyper-focused on now? Like, you know, no one cares about the kids in the cages when it's Obama. Everyone cares when it's Trump. No one cares when it's Biden. And that's just something where we're all staring at, like, or no one cares about drone strikes under Obama, but Trump's the a, de- a demon or or whatever. No, you know, okay, okay, or vice versa. You know, no one cares when Trump prints $2 trillion, but Biden does it and it's the destruction of America. There's just something it's like we're staring it in the face and everyone's like, "Huh. That sure is wonky." Even if it was completely if it's a completely natural phenomena, let's just say it is. The fact that these are food processing plants. They don't make socks. They don't make dog collars. They make food for us, carbon-based life forms that need these macronutrients several times a day to survive. We're just all watching it. Like shucks. That sure is a, that's, that's sure wacky. They're all just going up in infernos.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not sitting around waiting to find out. Um, frankly, uh, I'm planting to the extent that I can, uh, you know, Carrie and I are going to uh, go out in the garden after this podcast today. and We're going to plant a bunch of food. Um, yeah. and, uh, the advice that you know, uh, if you, it, it's interesting because uh, the guy who does uh, one of the guys on the Duke Report is a guy who does a web. He's Irish and his uh, channel is Computing Forever, and is very thoughtful, uh, uh, philosophically uh, sophisticated guy who's aware of what's going on, and uh, you know a lot of people are. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week. Tommy said you can't to eat too many red pills in a day because you OD. You know, and uh, g- going out and doing something about it uh, uh, probably involves taking care of yourself. Yeah, and uh, and 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 stop trying to convince your neighbors that the the seventy five food plants that have burned down in the last month are going to impact them. Yeah, because because Fox News tells them that there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, uh, that that it's it's actually time to go get a hoe. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about, uh, a woman of the night. I'm talking about a garden hoe. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, after the first plane struck and a lot of people went down to the, the lobby, security guards told them to go back up to their office and it wasn't some conspiracy to get them all killed. It was just, they actually thought that like the fire wasn't that bad or sorry, it was in the opposing tower. Right. Uh, the South tower, when the North tower is on fire they told everyone in the South tower, they're like, go back to your office. Like it's, it's fine. And you know, people are like, "Well, if that building's on fire, what if it comes down?" And at a certain point, you can't like rely on anyone else. You just got to go. There's a fire in the 110 story building next to my 110 story building. I'm j- I'm just gonna take my Charlie. Like I'm just right. going home. Right? There's and there's no one's ever going to teach you how to think for yourself. You just have to. You just have to do it, like right. You know. I went to I went to school at the University of Georgia. And in like the center of campus, where like the stadium is and the huge library is, in the middle of like any Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in the middle of the day, it was just flooded. Like that there's like there was like a moment from like between like noon and one that it was just every day it looked like a game day. It was just flooded. I just always made sure not to like be there. Because I was like, if there's ever a shooting, this is like one of the biggest schools in the south. That's where it's going to be. And after the first time trying to explain it to like someone that I walked with, like why I took the extra five minutes to sort of just kind of make a big circle, they're like, you're nuts. And I realized I was like, I can't convince anyone of this. There's really no purpose to. And the only time I'm ever going to say I was right is if the worst happened. So you just you just say
1: say you're right.
2: But ultimately, you just have to go. I'm just going to I'm just going to take an extra five minutes to get to biology lab. And there's no one's ever going to confirm it for you. They're never going to say, oh, you know what, man, you're right. That guy that went to, you know, went into the library yesterday with that with that MG and mowed down 80 students. Tommy, you're right. I'm right. No, it's and now it's been nine years and it never happened. It doesn't matter. I'd still do the same thing if I was there now. I would right. take the wide route around. You just you can't convince anyone. I had friends that I mean, I won't name who, but like. I had friends that would – I mean like army guys that would just – they'd put a pistol in their backpack. It was like 10 years in prison and instant expulsion if you had a weapon on campus. But I had friends who would have a gun and I'd be like, dude – like, and I had a pistol in college. I never brought it to school. But I had friends that did it and I'd be like, dude, that's like – they're like, well, when is anyone ever going to know I have this? And I'd be like, if you take it out. And they're like, and in what situation would I be taking this out? I was like, right. that's true and they'd be like I- I'd rather have to go stand on trial than just be cornered because a lot of these rooms it was a 300 person history class a 500 person ochem class there's one entrance and then it's just a big it's just a big studio room that's exactly well, that's
1: what the, yeah. and that happened right wasn't it a virginia tech
2: that's exa- yeah 33 yeah. killed yeah the guy just went one. in and just doo, doo, just headshots one after the other so there is a certain level of just like you can bring it up and talk about it like we are in this podcast. But ultimately, it's not like, I'm not going to spend a year doing podcasts and interviewing food processing managers and try to get to the bottom of this. No, I just, I have my plans to like, move up north where my family is out in the middle of nowhere in the mountains sooner than later. And just, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's the same thing as UGA. Maybe in 10 years I go, there really was new, no food shortage. Or it's like, You called it. All those people starved to death and the cities fell. You know, this. you know, I owe you a Coke, Tom. Like, no, they're all going to be dead. Well, that's
1: the whole thing about prepping mentality, though. It's like if if nothing ever happens, you you get stuck with a bunch of stuff that, you know, you wind up giving to the homeless or something later. Um, But if if things go terribly wrong, then you're ready. Yeah. Or you're as ready as you can be. I'm not sure you can be ready for anything. I, I think that if this is a controlled collapse and that, uh, you know, Klaus is sitting there, you know, going over his plan, uh, then uh, they've wargamed everything out yeah. uh, to the point where they're pretty pretty sure of everything that's going to happen. And uh, at that point, you know, what do you do? You, you just got to make, make the best of what you can do. But, but to your point, I think that, um, you can waste a lot of energy at this point, trying to convince other people. I mean, if, if the number of things that the quote unquote conspiracy theorists have been talking about for the last 20 years, if you look at, you know, what Alex Jones, and I don't know why Alex Jones, Alex's war has not come out yet because I I've seen it. I've gone to a screening of it is I, I, it was already supposed to drop it's really a, a, a great film because one of the things that Alex Lee Moyer does in that film is that she does a great job of showing what Alex was talking about 20 years ago Rotary. and how it's happening all happening right now she's she does a really great job of that and I highly recommend the movie to anybody when it comes out um, but uh, the uh, but the 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 energy if people have not, woken up at this point to what's going on it's clearly because they've been hypnotized and it's because the the psychological warfare program you know started by William Sarnoff uh, or uh uh, Daniel Sarnoff and and Paley uh you know back in in the 40s uh uh you know worked you know the uh, that, that that FBI director who said that uh, he will know that he's suggest, he, he's succeeded in his job when the American people, C- you know, believe every lie they see on television. CIA director. CIA director William
2: Casey, That's,
1: I think. William Casey. Uh, I don't think that was a misquote.
2: No, not. <laughs> That's not something you miss. No, a misquote is saying uh, is saying war. Ward Jeb instead of George Webb it's saying Dieter Pook instead of Peter Duke it's not saying our misinformation program will be complete when everything the American public believes is false you don't right that's not you know it's Lee Harvey wasn't just dry firing and something went wrong it was or unless it was Jackie but you know he went out to kill him like there was no this wasn't just man, 9-11, that was the fucking day of all days when four pilots just lost control of their planes. Like, no, it's, it's, it's what it was, right? It's that. Sorry. No, that's okay. I, I mean, well,
0: Tommy, think of it from my perspective. <clears throat> think of it from my, my perspective. I've done this show with Peter Duke now for years and years. Uh, this is the first week, right, that I make the final, <laughs> finally make the top story. And we do the whole show, and we don't talk about that story. You know, it's one of those things where you show's restrict, not over, George. Wait, what, you research the coronavirus. You know, you find the you find the answer, and then they go.
2: And now for the commercial. And now for and then they bring in me. They bring in the clown. Duke's been compromised.
0: <laughs> no, I know. It's it's just one of those. It's it's one of those iron, ironies of life. I think Tommy. it's. Ironies.
2: I think we.
1: Perhaps well, need well to George. You. Do you want to talk about the lead story on the Duke report? Yes. Do you want to talk about that want... okay. All
2: right. I'm going to go here. to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I Finally made it after eight years
0: of slaving away in the salt mines of Salzburg. And you know, it's the salt mines of the, the Peter
2: the of the Peter Duke Mining Company. Here, the, yeah. That... I, I, I'm just
1: there. We go. I'm just trying to get the Duke report to to show up here. Hang on a second, then we can. We can bring this up and we can talk about
2: it. I just like the idea of Peter Duke. being There it is
1: right up at the top, George.
2: I like the idea of, of you being like a, like a plantation owner and like your plantations called like the report. And every day you just have slaves going out and bringing in stories and it's all for the (laughs) Duke report.
1: It would be if it it, it would be, if you clicked on any of these links and it went to any of my content, My,
2: my good people, they come work on the farm. And they make the Duke report happen. And, and and there are websites that do that. By the way, I've,
1: I've done a lot of research on this. There are websites that just suck other people's content into their websites.
2: Yeah.
1: But this website is not one of these. You're looking at all of the content on the Duke report um, that is from other people. And when you click on the link, like if I go up here to the exposing the dark hand of NATO yeah. right there, this does not go to the Duke report. This goes to George Webb. George Webb. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank Joyce, you. George, take it away, Look I'll at be right it. back.
0: And everybody says, I use too much graphics.
1: And, well, producer Kerry would tell you that if you used one graphic, you would get 400% the uh, uh, engagement on your, uh, on I your normally
0: books. use, I use a graphic every paragraph. I know, I know you do. But right. I was on a, I was on a train, unfortunately, on this one. So, um, And so I only had the mobile version of Substack. But anyway, there it is, folks. Read so, it. so what are people going to find out when they read this story, George? Well, they'll they'll see a quick summary of my work to try to find the source of the coronavirus, and um, yeah, see, there are people are chiming in, Peter, that they're glad. Connie's chiming in that I'm, they're glad I finally made it to the top, um, and they're going to get a quick summary of how well, you, you can thank producer Carrie for that because she made me get out of bed to do that. I, God bless her. God bless her heart. So uh, yeah, no, I I I think this was one I like. I normally like to do like almost like mini books, like pamphlets Uh on my step deck where you run out of space and they go, you cannot add one more bite, otherwise you will not be able to mail this. You know, so I I normally do that. But this one was written on the train because I was going to go into Italy and I thought I better leave an audit trail here just in case you know the Bonassi's you know decide. It's time to uh, send me to a, a reeducation camp. But, uh right, and, and if you and if you disappear, there won't be any
1: likely suspects. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. But Tommy, <laughs> like Tommy said, the FEMA camps never materialized in America. So, you know, I don't know. We don't have the FEMA camps yet, but I, but I we do have the FEMA camps. They just they don't have enough resistance yet. Well, here's what I think is going on. I think that part of the reason
1: that they're blowing... So I worked for a homeless organization 10 years ago for two years. I shot pictures. I went around the country and I photographed uh, uh, America's indigent uh, community. And, um, And I spent a lot of time in homeless centers and I met a lot of people who ran homeless organizations. And the woman that ran the organization eventually folded up the organization. Uh, She was giving clean drinking water to America's homeless. And she said, you know, water isn't that expensive. I don't really need to go raise money to give water away. I'll I'll keep giving the homeless water, but I'm not going to go through all the, the, the machinations of, you know, having a 501c3 and having to do all the reporting and then having to shake other uh, rich people down for money. So she, she had a noble reason for kind of wrapping it up. But uh, ultimately, the reason that she stopped doing it is because she realized that most of these homeless organizations are not trying to help the homeless. Uh, they're in a, in, in a lot of ways, they're exacerbating the situation. And so why am I talking about homelessness? Because I think that Maybe the, the, uh, the, the cloud pivot of it all, right, is to make the homeless uh, situation so terrible that these FEMA camps wind up becoming the reason why the homeless problem winds up becoming the reason that the population decides that having these FEMA camps is a great idea. And so the first thing that they'll do is they'll take all the homeless off the street and they'll put them in the camps. But and once they've normalized everybody to the idea that putting people in camps is okay, then they'll notch up the uh, social credit score system in order to move you know the next tranche into the camps and the next tranche into the camps and
0: the next tranche into the camps. You know, there's a lot to support what you're saying because you know the last time I was in LA, I couldn't believe you know how bad it had gotten uh, just in front of every you know big business, and I'm talking about. Best institutions, and uh, it's it. uh, You know, I don't know how it is. uh, The last year, I haven't been out there. In last, I'll show you in one second.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't think I'm dreaming it up. No, you're not. uh, The store Kitson. I have to go. uh, Maybe producer Carrie can help me find a link. Um, uh, the store Kitson. Uh, which is famously uh, something a place Parasilt used to, to to pimp back in the day when Instagram <laughs> was first starting. Uh, they post. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, uh, b- basically, people are go- doing smash and grabs. Like a group of people will go into a store, a jewelry store. In this case, it was a it it, it was a video that went up this morning. I think it happened yesterday in Beverly Hills. Where a group of people walk into a boutique cla- glass, you know, one of these glasses stores that sells very expensive glasses frames, they walk in with a bunch of bats and they start smashing all the glass and pulling all the glasses and putting it into bags. <laughs> Police are on their way, right? What do you? It's in the private chat. All right, here we go. Private chat. Let me stop sharing this.
2: I think that's actually a brilliant point. And but by- I. To be a total creeper, I turn my lights down. I've got a terrible allergy headache. I think what they're going to do is, I think that's, I had never thought of that. I think that's brilliant. They're going to use the home, it's going to be a social program, and everyone's going to be like, that's something we can all get on the sides of. It's, you know, it's left and right, you know, let's give a place for the homeless to live. And honestly, I would even say now that there's probably a lot of homeless people that couldn't give less of a shit if it's a government camp. They would just go to, and I can't, I've never been homeless, I can't speak on that. I think what will probably happen next is next it will be the combination of inflation and destruction of the food supply. It will probably be like subsidized food, subsidized meals. But you have to go there. That's the only way they can keep it cheap. Is they don't they can't deliver it to your house, so you come stay there. it will just be kind of public yeah, housing. Yeah, because cr- it
1: creates too much carbon. Yeah, okay, so, so something so, along those lines. So here, here's the video. It's 21 seconds long. Here we go. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Good commercial for that glass company. I know. I mean, I
2: mean, just like. Like a gun. Just get a gun.
1: Right. Well, th- there's a lot of comments on this too. Well, there's a lot but... of
2: gun laws. Okay. Get a, get a, get a blowtorch. I mean, go, go medieval. You you don't actually need a concealed carry
1: permit to actually have a gun in a business.
2: Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like... I just like a battle ax, something hit him with a car Light item. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, does it not? And Again, it's not something you want to be, like, right about. Like, ha, I told you it's the end of the world. But, I mean,
1: my— I don't think there's anybody—I don't think George wants to be right about anything that he's right about.
2: Of course not. (laughs) I'm not saying that you guys do. But, I mean, like, I can't help—part But of me is, like, I mean, the election was fortified at 3 in the morning. And I think it was to bring in a Manchurian candidate to demolish the United States because he can't take on the military head-on. So it's being brought down from within. I mean, I I don't think at any point you can say that there isn't a controlled demolition, from increased censorship to the absolute raping of any sort of geopolitical border, inflation, and yeah, just lessening of even the guy that charged Dave Chappelle was let off, on camera, charged him. It, does this not seem like the, a top-down demolition of society? Because if America is the the strongest nation, you take that out, the, the, like the, like. Like people aren't a lot of people are stupid. I take that back. A lot of people are stupid. Oh, I hope this ah. Oh. Thought this was gonna be a live leak video. But like like people know what's going on and they're just letting it happen. Does this not seem like the top down demolition of a society? Like, it is. like because I'm a psychopath, I used to love like building like a huge city in SimCity like middle school Mm -hmm. with like my brothers and then I I would like save it and I would just make copies of it and I would just in different ways destroy my city. I would just defund the fire department and then I would just like accelerate the timeline and see what happened over a couple of years. I'd build a nuclear power plant and then I'd fire the whole like maintenance team and eventually my city would become Chernobyl. So
1: if if you dig back into the kind of uh, conspiracies (laughs) <laughs> Will, Will Wright, who was the guy who wrote Sim City, uh was uh, uh he talks about this in interviews, was uh insp- inspired by a guy named Jay Forrester. Jay Forrester uh uh was the head of I want to say it's called system dynamics or um I'm trying to remember what the name of the discipline was. Um and that Will Wright, basically, and, and again, the, the story is Will Wright was inspired by this guy. In, in my way of looking at the, the high, the high uh, octane speculation, um, this guy was, this computer programmer was said, there's this guy, Jay Forrester, he has this thing called System Dynamics, you need to create a game, and, and we'll give you this DARPA grant uh, to go do that. And the cover will be that you're going to start... It's going to be it's going to be a video game, and then we're going to productize it. You're going to give it to a company like Electronic Arts, and they're going to make a bunch of money with it. But what we're really going to do is we're going to we're going to use it as we're going to use the data that we collect from this game in order to figure out you know our future
0: planning. Um, SimCity was in. Um, the, the guys in San Francisco, because um, they were over there by the train station, they were my customer. I can't remember. Who, who bought Sim, SimCity? I think, it was I think EA Arts. eventually yeah. bought them. Um, EA, okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, there was another see. company where they were selling the tractors, the virtual tractors. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Farm's, Farm Simulator. Farm... I think
2: a lot of those are EA. Farmville.
0: Farmville. Was it called Farmville? Yeah, Farmville know. was later, yeah.
2: George, okay. can you tell us about about your story that I rudely cut off when I ran out of the bathroom?
0: Oh no, no, it, uh, it's out there on Substack. Check it out. Um, it's the most important story in the world. Now you're playing and, hard uh, to
2: get. Now you're playing hard to get.
0: No, no, not. Uh, it's He's the being most a important flirt. story in the world a that affects every, every man. With, it affects every man, woman, and child <laughs> for not just now, but for the rest of your life. It also predicts fluids. the next pandemic. It's the most important. Information you'll ever read, and um, there you go. It just that. Plus, it's awfully fun. And so here's Jay, Jay Forrester jumping back to. I sorry.
2: want to hear george's story. Well, George, okay,
0: let's talk about it again, then George. Let's do that. No, no, no. I like system dynamics. I, I like system dynamics. I, I like the. Um, you know, feedback loop. You know, there was a lot of uh, simulation games where you would just go either you would throw in a random number generator or you would throw in a history file. Mm-hmm. Okay, and those were your two ways of of doing a simulation. And this was an early uh, idea, which is you would have sub subunits, and then there would be a formula in between the subunits that would say if you do this too much that this leaks four times later. It leaks back into, you know, X leaks back into Y. And um, yeah, there you go. There's kind of a graph that shows that. Yeah. With a feedback loop. And that was really a big thing because that, that mapped real life. And like what Peter's saying is, DARPA doesn't want to map stuff that isn't really real life. They want to map real life. And to your point, Tommy, if you do fire all the um firemen the town does burn down if you fire all the nuclear guys the homer simpsons the nuclear plant does melt down and that cleverly was built into those these programs farmville had that sort of thing and sim city was the first one so um oh maxis was
2: oh yeah
1: well will wright's company yeah will wright and jeff
0: braun 1987 Mine is called Virus World, the one I've written, and it shows that if you don't actually find the dark hand of NATO, that the after the first simulation, the world population is 95% wiped out with H5N1. So that's what the simulations are saying so far, but I have a, an algorithm that saves most of the world, and uh, you've got to read the subsect, though.
2: Can you, can, you, can you tell me?
0: Well, what do you want to say? I mean, I I list out nine guys that are the key guys, nine Banassies that are the key people that um, if you figure this out, if you figure out the dark hand, it's only nine people, folks, and it's all the same surname, right? You win. The, The H5N1 doesn't happen. You only need one page in the phone book. You only, you only see one, you know, one, you know, the old days, the you know, detectives, you know, you Jack Wilkerson in Chinatown, he'd put it a out. ruler down, he'd, whoosh, he'd rip out, Now, you
2: know. do you think that, do you think that, so if they planned all of this, do you think that this is part of the plan then to, to pin it on? Because doesn't that's just being devil's advocate or, you know, playing, playing the other side, don't you think it's a little too simple that it's it's all one name i don't doubt that that's what you found and that's what it's put out there to be but don't you think it would be like if the the machiavellian hand behind this wouldn't that be a a credible way to discredit it to be like oh what are the chances that it's all kerrigan like wouldn't you want to put that for so so the smooth brain people would go like me you can't all be benassis wouldn't you want to does that make sense
0: Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I think that I think was going to be all Machiavellis, but they said, you know, if it's all Machiavellis, everybody's going to get it. Yeah. So let's make it Benassi, and they just did a random, you know, substitute, and they didn't think about the fact that there's like twelve Machiavellis, and and this is what we ended up with. It was one of those simulations that didn't have the feedback loop, Tommy, Mm -hmm. and uh, if it did. Uh, maybe this wouldn't have been so easy to, to 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 look at, but but my big point here is the ex CDC guy who ran the last simulation that locked down the world and there was only five million dead there, but he is saying that there is an H five N one coming. Do we believe him or do we not? You know, I, I think what we may have done in the first round is is inoculate. Some people with a very effective vaccine and, and, and given other people a very ineffective vaccine. And that's our selection algorithm. And then people who've resisted vaccines, oops, you know, they're going to get washed out. Um, but let's see what happens. E- either way, it's sort of like the person who uh, goes into a Walmart with an AK 47 strapped on their back. You you know they can be a real threat if they decide to go a linear. Wouldn't it be better to kind of disarm them? You know, say yeah, you can't really do that. Rather than just say, hey, I have a whole bunch of ammo that I can give you, um, and we have this group that did the last one, the live simulation, and and I'm not saying that five m- million people died for real. I, I mean I. I think they moved a lot of people from the flu column into the uh, COVID column. But certainly some people died of COVID. And I think the next one's going to be worse, just like uh, Redfield said.
2: George, what's your opinion on um, or what are your thoughts on, like, the mask seems to be slipping off a little more? And whenever the mask slips off, maybe I've just gone paranoid, but I don't really think it is what it Is anymore, if that makes sense. So when I see them coming out all of a sudden saying like the J&J vaccine, we're halting it because it's dangerous. And you have Bill Gates coming out like two or three days ago being like, you know, we're actually kind of finding out that that COVID really only has a very low mortality rate. And even then it's for the elderly people. And like, at the base level, it's gaslighting. It's getting people like me to say, like, that's what I've that's what I've been screaming for two years. Or the head of the disinformation program. You, you,
1: yeah, you. Well, you kicked me off of YouTube for saying the same thing.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The head of the disinformation program like retweeted one of her tweets from two years ago, and I was like, "How come no one ever mentioned anything about the J and J vaccine? Maybe we wouldn't have got it if we had been informed." And like, I almost had an aneurysm. Like, and then I, and I was like, "Wait, I'm. I'm. They, they want this re- reaction out of you." But so, what is the what is the maneuvering behind having Bill Gates come out and all of a sudden saying, Yeah, it's not that bad? What what is that? Is it just to change a narrative? Is it to clean up their own tracks? I, I think
0: everything, all these really ridiculous people making these absolutely insane statements. Um, you know, like uh, AOC with the green plan or <laughs> you know, what's her name? The Talib uh, with her statements, the squad type Klaib statements. Um, yeah, and before that it was Keith Ellison and and yeah, different Keith people Vogue, on the, yeah. uh, the right. It's just to dossier people. It's just to get their. It's just to capture their reaction yeah. in social media and create a dossier and say they're extremists. Yeah. So and lower their social
1: honey pot slaughter, ba- slaughter pen <laughs> honey pot slaughter pen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yo, I got that. That's not a water pen. Yeah, <laughs> <pen. laughs> it's
1: like. That's on the page. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I can't think of anything right now that's not that, right? Like, yeah. even, I, I they, mean, if, 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 if there was a lesson from the Cambridge Analytica story, right? The quiz that Cambridge Analytica perpetrated on the world was not done by. Uh, Cambridge Analytica it was done by a PhD student who was trying to design a social media experiment to get as many people to self-identify their political biases as possible. Yeah, and it was incredibly successful. Like fifty-two million people did it
2: mm-hmm.
1: without, and, and it was completely viral. He didn't spend any money promoting it, right? It was make- a ge- it was a genius kind of quiz that the guy wrote, and. Cambridge Analytica bought it from him. That was the crime, but that it was it was a brilliant piece of software because it got all of these people to self-identify. And now you had you had fifty two people, million people, dossier
0: themselves. It's uh, they, they had a, a thing in Oregon. I think Peter, you tweeted it where the uh, in Oregon, Kate Brown acquired tampon to be put in the men's in the boys' bathrooms. This in, in elementary schools. Yes. Yeah. And they must have a gender uh, uh, lecture every day about how they can make it, you know, they can always change their, their gender. Th- this is the kind of thing where every Republican, God fearing family would go, I want to know who my candidate is today, and I'm going to send him $1,000. Yeah. It's 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 just an inflammatory thing that just gonna make people take action and send money and then all that money gets funneled back to the DNC or the RNC. It's and it it, it it's just a dog whistle to drain the cash from the electorate every two years. Yeah. And it um, it, 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 it it is, and their mind share and to give
1: them some more hopium, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, You know, uh, uh, producer Carrie is reading uh, uh, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, right now. And she's kind of laughing out loud at it because when you read that book and then you look at all of the kind of schemes that are being perpetrated on people by politicians, you know, 2,000 Mules is out right now, okay? And I tweeted out the last paragraph in the story that was written by the people who released the movie about how they hope that this will affect legislation in the future. Like, no one's going to jail because of this movie, right? No one's getting indicted because of this movie. But Dinesh D'Souza is going to make a lot of money, okay? And and the people that helped Dinesh D'Souza are going to raise a lot of money. I unregistered to vote when I found out that between November 3rd and January 6th, uh, Donald Trump split with the GOP the $280 million that was raised in order to stop the steal, Ali Alexander famously says, I didn't get that money. <laughs> like, I, I know Ali didn't get that money, but Donald Trump got a, got, got half of the $280 million. And Ron McDaniel, uh, Romney McDaniel, she got the other half. The, the uh, RNC got the other half. Um, and they spent exactly none of that money fighting any of the quote unquote election fraud. So, you know, I, wow, that's disappointing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I need to it, it may the, be disappointing, but are you surprised? Because basically no? it's, it's exactly what you just said, right? Yeah. I, I'm not surprised, but I, I need to another, until at least Tuesday to think of a countermeasure and I don't have it uh, right now. Uh, but, Connie says, don't give your money to politicians. I, I guess I would agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I do believe in giving money to people who are trying to do the investigation and trying to get the facts out and trying to expose it.
1: I think that the work that we're doing is kind of like, there's not a lot of noble work being done right now, you know, and one of the things that is kind of a meme that's going around is that, uh, like I said, I was I was listening to the Computing Forever guy, uh, who's on the Duke Report. He's an Irish guy, and um, and we were talking about this earlier before you got on, Tommy. But like the time to try to convince people that you understand what's going on and that and that things are not adding up is is probably over. Uh, If people want to come to you and ask you what's going on, I mean, part of the reason I put together the Duke report, if you click on the 101 section or the Tommy Kerrigan section and you go read a few books, you know, you might be a lot more aware of the framework in which information gets presented to you in the world. But um, going around and standing on street corners, there was a guy, I went to the farmer's market today and there was a guy standing on the the corner uh, and he said, do you want to help save the planet? And I, I, if I had thought about it quicker, I would have just gone into, I would have, I, I need to memorize the George Carlin save the planet uh, routine, which maybe w- we we can play when we, when we, when we roll out of here today. But, uh, 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 producer Kerry can find me only. Um, but, uh, I felt, I felt like saying the planet doesn't need to be saved. Okay. We need to be saved. Planet's the planet fine. is fine.
2: planet's <laughs> okay. absolutely fine. The planet is just doing great. Yeah. To, know, even when they're like, if we nuke the whole world, the planet will be irreparably. I'm like, no, you'll kill the biosphere, but the, the rock that is the world will be just fine.
1: Right. You know, and you, you got to wonder about the predictive programming of video games too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, this is Fallout, Las Vegas. Like Fallout is all about like nuclear fallout, but it could, you know, these people all have kind of these masks on that could be like for biological warfare or whatever. I I just noticed this guy's got his wedding ring on over his combat gloves, which is
0: kind of funny. important statement because you you don't want anybody, you know, hitting on him, you know, while he's in battle. Absolutely.
2: Hey, hey, he took a vow. He he may be popping domes, but he took a vow, damn it. (laughs) Exactly. Popping domes. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I think about Nanny Jacobson's book, DARPA. One of the things we did, like, I think the U.S. Army did it. It was in... Honestly, it was in, like, it was in some Eurasian country. Maybe it was, like, India or something. In the 50s or 60s, we, like, outfitted all their men with, like, new uniforms and just one of the trillions of dollars we spent on other nations' armies. But it was, like, it was outfitting them with new uniforms. And they had to, like, 100,000 men over the course of, like, a month had to go through this, like, U.S. Army, like, fitting station. Where they measured their feet, like, their waist, their chest, you know, your height, how you need the uniform. You know, are you left-handed, right-handed? Are you blah blah blah? And uh, and then it was also just as an aside, it was like your last name, what village you're from, and what are your views of the current king or something. And the whole thing was just for that. It was just to, it was just to get a gauge of what do these people think of their leader. The rest was all windowed. Yeah, we'll give them new uniforms and what? Who gives a shit? It was never about that. It was about in
1: in, in uh, uh, the Phoenix program. Uh, by Doug Valentine, the first thing the CIA did when they went into Vietnam is they sent... That's what it's uh, from.
2: That's where it's from.
1: They sent census takers. Yeah,
2: that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've interviewed Doug Valentine a couple times. That's where it's from. It's from, yeah, the Phoenix Yeah, they sent
1: census... They sent census takers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I often think about that, like, something like Twitter or Facebook. You just openly... All you gotta do is throw out a... You gotta throw out a a piece of bait yeah. you know aoc said this donald trump said that and then you can get everyone to just react towards it you just get everyone to you know i don't have to put out a, a a survey and say who's heterosexual and who's homosexual i can just like put out a picture of a beautiful woman and you could see how many guys viewed that page you could put out a picture of a handsome man and see how many guys viewed that page There's your answer with a much greater degree of accuracy, right? Right. So I think about like how many things out there are we just like willingly sort of defining ourselves and dossiering ourselves by and then other things like like Instagram or Twitter using hashtags like is there not like a meta function to that? Are we not just training AI on how to identify and categorize things? Is Mm -hmm. that all it is just like hashtag fitness or hashtag whatever? And then to kind of go like another step, is that what Elon buying Twitter really is? Because I yes. I, don't, I like the idea of Elon. I, I love the idea of, oh, he wants to say free speech, but that's just my own opium. Or is it because he's also involved with Neuralink and AI? Does he want the closest thing to a real-time brain out there? See what we're interested in, the things we uh, like? I, I don't Twitter? believe
1: that there is a better data set in the world for doing real-time Twitter, semantic right? yeah. for real
2: doing real-time
1: uh uh semant is it not it's not semantic it's uh um george and i were talking about this last week Um uh, psychographic no it's it yeah but there's a specific word and it's it's leaving my brain right now uh sen- sentiment there's, there's sentiment analysis is a big deal understanding um, uh, in Hollywood, there used to be this place called the preview house and they would show you commercials and films. And it was very rudimentary. You would have a knob and if you liked something, you turned it in one direction. And if you didn't like it, you turned it in the other direction. So it was really only a, you know, a, a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. But um, if you, if you read a book called the uh, Linked by Antonio Barabasi, which is also on the Duke report, he explains that the connections between nodes um, have uh, data ass- associated with it, which are uh, 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 losing words again. Anyway, um, uh, the sentiment analysis is a big deal. And understanding whether or not people have a warm and fuzzy feeling or a negative feeling about, it, about different uh, ideas, thoughts, political things, my guess is that there is no better mechanism for determining how people are receiving political messages on the planet than Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is yeah. it. And, twi- and if Twitter never made a dime, that's why the Elon Musk buying it is such a big deal because it's not really about making money. Yeah. And all the news reports right now are about how Elon Musk is going to turn it around. It's going to turn it into a profitable business and all this other stuff. And that's like, that's all covered to me. Yeah. Because Twitter is a sentiment analysis
2: monster. Yeah, it's Instagram Facebook. And have you seen
0: where he's talking about buying YouTube?
2: No, he didn't say that, did he? Yeah. Bullshit. Um, What I was going to say is Facebook. Google it, will. Facebook. Um,
1: What's interesting about that, George, is that that confirms something that we've talked about for years, which is that these companies don't make money. Okay, and that they are uh, uh, military DARPA uh, programs, okay, that have been either used as money laundries for other programs in order to funnel that stuff into the digital inventory that they've got. They can claim they can take money that they've made from selling weapons or human trafficking or selling drugs, they can call it advertising right? Because how many, how does the IRS really know how many ads Google served last month? They don't. How, how, how do they audit it? They can't. Okay. So like any company that's selling digital inventory, I had somebody ran a scam on my Apple, I, on my Apple credit card. I, I, I had my American Express card hooked up to my iTunes store. And over several, over months, okay, doing it like a a small transaction at a time, they they pulled $29,000 out of my American Express card over about two and a half years. And when I finally figured it out, I called up American Express and you know what they did? They gave me my $29,000 back like that. Yeah. Like one phone
2: call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and you know why they did? Because everything that Apple everything that the apple store sold me was digital right there were there, there was nothing that got put in a box and shipped to my house yeah. so american express had no problem giving me all the money back and handing apple a bill and
2: saying fix this amex is in a way kind of like a cool personal mafia like if someone takes money from you they are kind of like like a like a fat italian cousin with a bat They just got it. Like, how'd you get it back so quickly? Don't worry about it. You are like, thanks. Um, But what I was thinking is, like, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. That's all kind of that's primarily like picture, and then something like YouTube or Rumble. That's even slower. That's video. But yeah, Twitter is like that's like the that's like the synapses. Of like the global mind, it's very well.
1: Instagram, if you if you think about it, I mean, George and I, when I first met George, uh, part of the reason that uh, I got involved in journalism, as it were, is because f- photographs are a way. There, there, there is no faster way to change somebody's opinion or give somebody a go straight to their reptile brain than a still image. Yeah. like a vi- a video you've got to watch, a song you've got to get to the point where your foot is tapping. You know, something's got to happen. A still image goes, boom, straight in, and you have a, a reaction. If it's a well-executed image, yeah. then then you react to it immediately, which is why I'm in the movie Hoaxed, because I'm talking about that in the movie Hoaxed.
2: Um, um, I Googled, George, I didn't see anything about Elon Musk in YouTube.
0: No? Okay. Oh. That's my uh, next uh, watch it uh, flag, Yep. So sentiment analysis is a thing for people who want to check it out. I've got that there. You know, and maybe that's just hoax media. You know, so that like okay, oh, 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 buying YouTube. Yeah, yeah.
2: Even, even something like YouTube. Like, hasn't Google run YouTube at a loss for like eighteen straight years or something?
0: I think Google's making money now. I mean, uh, YouTube's making money with the
2: ads. No, but uh, even I, then, isn't it still run at a loss? And then you have to wonder, well, what's the value of it? What's well, control I, I, of the narrative? I,
1: I, I'm not sure that that's true. I, okay. I, to, to George's point, I, if uh, Melissa Dykes did a video uh, that's on the Duke Report called Is the Internet Shrinking? And one of the things that I think uh, Alphabet is doing with Google and YouTube is that they are training their search results – uh, part of the reason that there's like a dozen search engines on the Duke Report is because if you go and you try to find something on Google now it's you you don't get you get you don't get ninety percent of the results that you used to get um, and that's why using alternate search engines is kind of really important right now and likewise, I think on youtube i don't think that you you have to really dig there's a there's a video for example. Um, and when Tracy and I did our first episode of the Reality OS, we pulled it up, and it's the video of, it's the Zabruder film uh, playing, and they've got the uh, the the description of the Zabruder film by Dan Rather in the lower right hand corner of the, uh, of the uh, of the video, and it uh, we got flagged, we got flagged for putting something violent on the reality OS and it's the Zabruder film. And there are 500 Zabruder film, uh, copies on YouTube. But the one that we picked is the one that's got Dan Rather on the, uh, in the lower right-hand corner, uh, describing the exact opposite of what's happening on the screen. And, Um, if you go, I've got it bookmarked now, because if you go into YouTube and you type in Dan Rather Zabruder uh, you have to go through like 15 pages of films to get to that one. It's, you, you can't find it anymore. So why am I saying this? Because I think that what YouTube has done is that they've gradually changed the search results to the point where you're looking at stuff that's monetized. Okay. They're giving you stuff that they can make money selling ads on. Yeah. Okay, for the first 10 pages. And if you want to go find something that they have demonetized or they don't think that they can make a lot of money on, it's
0: going to be really, really hard to find. Yeah. More and more, more and more. Yeah. And uh, I saw uh, YouTube as the second most used search engine, not just video search engine, but second just most search used engine. search engine. So That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, well Con- gentlemen, Connie I- Con- 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 says I had a black
0: American Express card. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, there you go. Uh, all these rumors. Um, I got up at like three in in one side of a, another country, and now I'm here, so I'm like on last legs. All right. Are you, well, gonna, are you gonna okay. play us out? Yeah, I, I'm gonna play us out. So uh, uh, tell people I, I put
1: links uh, to how you guys make money. Although the only thing I could find from Tommy was his store, uh, and I put it in the show notes. Uh, I put a link to a
0: link below. To how you support george which is how do you support how do people support G-E-O, you, george? g-e-o-w-e-b-b on Venmo, and then uh you can see on my twitter george swigert george s-w-e-i-g-e-r-t um and uh all contributions even if it's five dollars appreciated um but uh, we're going and You know, on the road and talking to the people where the stories are made, and not sitting under our grandmother's basement. And Tommy, how do the people support you?
2: Just go to Rumble, watch Rumble, just subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast. All right. I don't know. Maybe go into a bank, start (laughs) firing wildly, and when you get arrested, I just yell out the URL. Something big, you know. If you're gonna go to jail, if you're gonna, I don't know, you know. I don't know, use the podcast and maybe tag some federal institutions, in it. whatever. Go go, go like, big. Just go big. I mean, yeah. really. Hack
0: the scoreboard at the Super Bowl and just say, Tommy Kerrigan podcast rumble.
2: I mean, absolutely. I mean, run out into Times Square just with not wearing nothing but an iPad and just be playing my channel. Yeah. And I mean, real. I don't know trying to well, I, I don't know i don't want to get visited but, let yeah. your let your conscience be your uh, uh you use crazy. your imagination and let the spirit of god direct you not me not me i'm not telling you what to do let god tell you what to do
1: indeed indeed <laughs> all right and with that there's no better advice uh we'll we'll let uh george carlin uh take us out of here all right see you later guys all right my dude take Thanks it so in, everybody.
2: take it easy